Hello and welcome to the Undead Wookiee Podcast, episode 33, Get Out. The Undead Wookiee is a fortnightly-ish podcast focusing on horror and sci-fi, but there will be times where we dip into other genres because here at the Undead Wookiee, our nerdiness knows no bounds. Hello and welcome back. And like I said, this is episode 33, Get Out. Now before I introduce my fantabulous co-host, let's check out the trailer. You got your toothbrush? Check. Do you have your deodorant? Check. Do you have your cozy clothes? Got that. What? Do they know I'm black? Should they? You might wanna, you know. Mom and Dad, my black boyfriend will be coming up this weekend. I just don't want you to be shocked that he's a black man. <laughs> I ain't never seen you like this before, bro. Meeting families, taking road trips. Don't come back all bougie, man. Come back, get your damn pants up to your damn stomach. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys coming up from the city? Yeah, we're just heading up for the weekend. Can I see your license, please? He wasn't driving. I didn't ask who was driving. I asked to see his ID. Call me Dean and you're hungry, my man. So how long has this been going on, this, this thing? <laughs> <laughs> we hired Georgina and Walter to help care for my parents. When they died, I couldn't bear to let them go. smoke in front of my daughter i'm gonna quit she'd take care of that for you how hypnosis i'm good actually are you ready for this i'm back in b so look i go do my research apparently a whole bunch of brothers been missing in this suburb but it's cool bro how are you not scared of this man couldn't see no brother around here chris was just telling me how he felt much more comfortable with my being here Get out. Sorry, man. Get out! Yo! <laughs> Rose, we gotta go. Is everything okay? Rose, the keys. Just get the keys. I don't know where they are. Rose! Sink into the floor. Wait, 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 wait. Sink. Mom, it's a terrible thing to waste. Terrible thing to waste. Too many white people are getting nervous. <laughs> no. No. No, 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 no. A mind is a terrible thing to waste. And we are finally here together. In the same place, well, not in the same place, on the same FaceTime, after technical difficulties, illness, um, battles with the gods of the internet, and we have made it here to record Get Out from 2017. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Mr. Conrad Twitty. No, Mr. Leighton Winston. How are you, sir? <laughs> you ever call me Conrad Twitty again, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, um, darling. Tec- <laughs> yeah, the technical, the technological gods were very much against us for about um, forty-eight different million reasons that we're not going to go into right now. <laughs> However, my Mac has never worked better. 
Uh, and they were just thinking it was your Mac. Yeah. Well, it wasn't ultimately. I but hey ho, hey ho. You know, I literally jettisoned about half of my uh, half of half of everything that was on there. So I mean, uh, I mean fin- you finally got rid of the Backstreet Boys best of have you and the back catalogue. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you like good pop music, keep it, my friend. I'm, all, I'm a firm believer in that. I'm a very firm believer in it. So we're talking <coughs> Nymphomaniac Barbarians in Dinosaur Valley. Um no, of course. We're talking Get Out <laughs> from 2017. Um, yeah. Now, already, with you know, we're past the BAFTAs, and already yeah. this is picking up steam, ready to go into um, going into the Oscars. Yeah, um, I have my little predictions as to how the Oscars is going to play out. Um, I think it's um, it's do it's do it first and foremost. Spoilers. There's going to be spoilers aplenty. So if you haven't seen Get Out, <laughs> one, why are you listening to this? Yes. And two, get, get and watch my film of 2017. Um, uh, yeah, but going back to the Oscars, um, it's got four, four nominations. Um, mm-hmm. direct, director, film, actor, and screenplay. Um, all of which I think are hugely deserved. Hugely deserved. Yeah. Um, I, I personally think... It's going to win best original screenplay. Myself personally, I think it's had such a cultural impact in um, film, and for a multitude of other reasons that we're going to bring up, I think it'll win best original screenplay. I don't think Daniel Kaluuya will ever shift Gary Oldman, who is nailed on to win for Darkest Hour. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think the film, the best film, will be Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. I still um, haven't seen that. I still haven't no, seen it yet. No, I haven't seen it myself. But by all accounts, it's utterly devastating, but utterly brilliant. Yeah. Which sounds perfect. Ideally, like yes. my kind of film. So, um, I, I I love a bit of melancholy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, I I personally think director, um, despite something that we'll mention later, um, I think this is Nolan's year because unbelievably he's never been nominated for best director, which I I, I find that's insanity. In it. It's insane. It's insane. It is yeah, insane. Yeah, and I think he will win for Dunkirk. Um, as much as I'd love to see Jordan Peele get it for Get Out, um, I think. Common sense must prevail here because Dunkirk is incredible. Is an absolutely incredible film. It really, really is. But then, and small independent films like you know, was it Moonlight last year? Moonlight, sort yeah. Of, uh, you yeah. know that. Yeah. And again, it could. Absolutely. It yeah. Could. And, and if if I'm honest, I think this year's Oscars, I think, is so. Yeah, yeah. Whilst there are a couple of nailed on, you know, like Francis McDormand is 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 going to win a second yeah. Oscar. Yeah. I think. Like I said, you like I said before mentioned um, Gary Oldman. I think will win, um, but I think um, you know the Shape of Water has had a huge um, impact on the award season. But there's now, no way, and I know people will say you know you know, and it's incredible to think right that you got two horror movies essentially. And I know Shape of Water. Some people will say it's not a horror movie; it's a monster movie; it's a love story. No, it's a big fucking wet monster. Fuck off, right? <laughs> Get over yourself. Yeah. And, yeah, and and um, before we go anywhere, let's let, let's nail this out of the park now. Get out is a horror. Anybody who calls it a fucking thrill, I'm punching you straight in the balls. Right? It's a fucking horror. Okay, it's that. There we are. Done. Done. It's the same with Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs is a horror film. It's not a thriller. 
It's not a thriller. <laughs> right. Well, I'm going to disagree with you. What I'm going to say, Get Out is a horror, but it is a thriller and it's a comedy as well. So, I mean, you can, you, you I mean, it's quite easy to, you know, I mean, but first and foremost, it is a horror film. There's no, oh, good to, God, you, yeah. know, it, you know, there is, you know, and, you know, it's a thriller. No, it's a horror. It is yeah, a horror, like, horror psychological thriller with comedy. Of course it is, and you know if we're gonna if you're gonna try and digress that it's not a, not a, or not or try and argue that it's not a horror, then you obviously haven't seen The Exorcist, which was nominated for the best film as well, which yeah. is clearly a horror film and not a, relig- a religious tome. So, <laughs> but this is the thing, isn't it? I mean, particularly with the Oscars, I mean, horror and comedy tend to you know they they almost get sort of left by the side. They tend, you know, and you um, look, you know, you they, they they tend to get left at the side, and they sort of overlooked a little bit. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say comedy as such, because um, uh, the one that springs to mind almost immediately for me is um, is it as good as you as good as it gets? The one with Jack Nicholson. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know that that had Oscars are plenty, didn't it? But um, I think sci-fi perhaps is more overlooked. Yeah, then, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then comedy, comedy is always there or thereabouts, you know, rightly or wrongly. And I'm looking at you. Uh, Life is beautiful because <laughs> film Re- really it's not that good. It's not that good. <laughs> but then, then again, um, a lot of people can turn around and say various Oscar winners of the past. You know, we can all sort of name yeah, the ones that yeah. you know. For example, is Titanic a better film than LA Confidential? Not in a million years. I just technically, technically, it's very, very good. Technically, it's very, very good. Is it cliched? Is it overlong? Yes, 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 yes. And is it um, essentially the same script as the street, you know, the television movie with Catherine Zeta Jones? Well, yes. <laughs> let's be honest. The story stays the same. Whatever happens, whichever characters you put in there, isn't there right? <laughs> but, but spoiler alert: it sinks. <laughs> um, but you know, if you look at the films that that came out that year, um, and off the top of my head, it was I think the best picture nominations were Titanic, Ellie Confidential, Good Will Hunting, and I think as good as it gets was in that group and a another. Um, but you're telling me you're telling me that Ellie Confidential isn't better than Titanic. Ellie <laughs> no, no, Confidential is one of the most densely layered. It's probably films. you know I think. Right up there with Heat, it's probably one of the greatest crime films ever made. Well, I'll put it. I'll put it out there. Ellie Confidential is top ten for yeah. me. Oh all yeah, time. No, undoubtedly, undoubtedly. Um, Heat is top ten all time. Saw Heat and, three times in the cinema. Oh my god, that film absolutely astonishes. There's there's a there's a list of films that if they're on television, I must sit and watch. Doesn't yeah. matter how long it's been on for. The Blu-ray for uh, Heat is stunning. Well, I imagine, I, I really do imagine that it is. Um, I'm a huge Michael Mann fan, but the heat is just something else, which in itself is a remake of a TV movie that he made. Yeah. Anyway, 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 so, anyway. Of course, we're talking Get Out, directed by Jordan Peele, uh, yes. produced by Sean McKitterick, Jason Blum from Blumhouse Pictures, and mm-hmm. Jordan Peele. Uh, it's yes. written by Jordan Peele. Uh, it stars yes. Daniel Kaluuya, Alison Williams, Bradley Whitford, Caleb Lo- uh, Landry Jones, Stephen yes. Root, uh, Lakeith Stainfield, and Catherine Kinnear. Um, 
it, this, you know, this film is, you know, it's a juggernaut. It was made for four point five million and has gone on to gross nearly two hundred and fifty-five million. Incredible first-time director's film on, yeah. which is not even the budget of an episode of Game of Thrones. If no, I'm, no, if, no. And we're talking a single episode, not a series, not a single episode. 50 um, million an episode for Game of Thrones. Staggering, staggering. But then if you check in that much money at, the, at a TV show, you expect it to be good, and thankfully it is. Yeah. And yes, I am, I am looking at you, The Walking Dead. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, yeah, um, there's, this is going to be one of these... Well, it, it has been one of these watershed moments. Um, there's there's almost another watershed moment happening here now in February 2018 um, with the release of Black Panther, yeah, um, which yeah. is just which is just obliterated box office records worldwide. Not 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 just in the US, not just in the UK, worldwide. It has done phenomenal, phenomenal business. Yeah, um, Black Panther was on the cards for a very, very, very long time now. Because it, good God, it was announced when Civil War was announced. Doctor yeah, Strange yeah, yeah. It was yeah. announced, you yeah. know, and, you know, Ant-Man and everything else. But um, is this a crest of a wave? Um, potentially, especially, I think, um, in in amongst a lot of dis- disillusioned people um, around the world. Because ultimately, Get Out ultimately is a story of racism, you know, inherent and, um, you know, passed to generation to generation racism. Well, it's this, you know, it's the idea, isn't it, that, you know, the further left you go, the further right you become. And it becomes that sort of, that that almost circular, that at the polar ends of it, um, you have this sort of, this this kind of, this lefty sort of... um, idea that oh no 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 you know we're not racist you know because we think this um mm. you know and obviously in this you know this example it takes it to that extreme isn't it that yeah, sort of uh, uh that idea you know that that sort of as the, you know one of the characters characters say and it's sti- watching this film second time round is excruciating yes it's extreme even I think I, I think you've you've hit the nail on the head there because the first time we watch it, you're so sort of swept away by what is happening. You're not really in, taking in what is is happening. If that yeah, makes yeah, sense. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, you know, it 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 culturally, politically, um, horrifically points a finger at the audience, telling the audience this is happening now in modern day society. This not not not. Not brain transplants and things like that, <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know. Yeah. But um, you know, these the elements of this are happening here and now in um, well, I'd say America worldwide. It and you know, if it 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 does point to the absurdity of um, modern day racism. And look, it's there's a, there's a long and I've got to be honest too. In preparation to this, I, I I I wondered how I would come across talking about this film. Yeah, because um, I don't want to sound um, what's the word? I don't want to sound ill-educated. I don't want to sound um, like I'm jumping on a bandwagon. I don't want to sound illiterate, but I want you know to, to con- convey myself correctly. Yeah, and you know that that is. 
there is the, 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 there are those people out there and we're probably all guilty of you know a casual racism well this film sort of highlights the impact of casual racism and you know and long many films like this exist because if it does it in a way where you think hang on I may think myself as not being a person like that but perhaps by standing back and letting those things slide I yeah. am yeah and you know yes this is a set in America yes there are um little in, uh, incidents where it points back to American history um which we'll come on to um but it's it's such um I don't want to say zeitgeist because it, it it's over a year now since the since the uh, since the the film has come out, and I don't know whether you're aware of this, but for the for the film's first anniversary in America, there's a chain in America. Jordan Peele has asked Universal Studios to release it for one day only. Yeah, and people can go go and watch it for free. That's it. That see again, you know, and again, it it shows the impact of this film, and I think of course it does. And I think, you know, the one thing that sort of it, it has done this film, it has started the conversation and it has opened up a number of avenues. And you don't and very, very rarely do you get that. And I mean, one of the things that it, it get out does really, really well, it shows and we've just touched on it, is that we and obviously, you know, we're, we're, we're two as white as they possibly could come guys from the steepest, darkest South Wales valleys talking about racism where, you know, where people of colour and ethnicity are genuinely ethnic minorities within our, within our communities. But what this film yeah. does is it shows sort of, however unintentional it is, there are, you know, there are some people in life make life so ridiculously hard and uncomfortable for black people because... Mm simply through this sort of, um, you know, this sort of idea of, you know, it's almost like liberal ignorance. Um, and it's, you know, you know, it's this, and what this film does really, really well, it takes a big light and it shines it on that sort of, um, on that sort of, that attitude and that arrogance. And I think yeah. something for me in this film, I mean, I think Catherine Kinnear as the mother is terrifying. She is terrifying in this. Absolutely yeah, terrifying. Yeah. However, Bradley Whitford as the father, as Dean Armitage, is just excruciating. Yeah, and, I, and, and, and you and like the, when he gives him the tour of the house. Yeah, yeah. That scene yeah. where he's giving him the tour of the house, and like watching it second time round, um, and you talk, you see him talking about sort of um you know, going on holiday and experiencing these other people's cultures. Yeah. And, you know, it's just... And then when he's talking about Obama... Yeah, yeah. And, he... <laughs> you know, Rose Rose points out that her father is going to do this. She, you know... It's... Like I said, it, it points a finger. And it, it it doesn't point to a demographic of people. It points... To all people, yeah, and yeah. you know, it 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 points out that this happens. This you know, this film could be in reverse almost, right? Um, and you could show you know how people are ignorant of each other's sort of societies, and um, you know, I, I I still to this day can't fathom how the color of somebody's skin can make them a different person. It's just it's 
it baffles. It truly, truly baffles. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, despite all of the uh, political or historical or um, cultural um, insignificances or incidences that it's, it, it's pointing out, what you've got to remember that this is a film and this is a fucking brilliant, brilliant oh, film. Oh, you know, the balancing act that it does between... Like you said, the, the the drama and the tension between the sort of you know yeah. the, the meeting of these two worlds, and then yeah. Yeah. the horror, yeah. and the comedy. Yeah, because and... without those elements, this film could would have been, and particularly without without that sort of um, you know with without sort of um, Lil Rel Howry as his as the best, this film would have been so bleak yeah so dark and I mean it's still yeah. very 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 dark but yeah. it, it yeah. would have been a slog yeah um, and to it as well the ending in the film that was released is different to what they filmed originally do you, yeah. do you wear the alternative you've seen the alternative ending yeah 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 and um, you know and if, I think if it had finished like that even with certain characters still left within the film um it would have been, um, you know, almost a constant barrage of something of 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 um, it, things are going downhill. Oh, it's going downhill further, 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 further. Yeah, you know? yeah. And you know, because you you don't want to see a victim suffer anymore. Um, if if they've stuck with the original ending, and if yet again, if you haven't seen the film, get out, watch it. <laughs> hey, get out. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, the, the original ending was that um, Chris, uh, Daniel Kaluuya's character, was actually incarcerated um, for the murder of the Armitages and sort of put up no sort of um, protest as to, you know, what happened. You know, he just sort of, you know, it's, uh, it's a thing that happens to black people. Well, actually, what they did, it was like, yeah, the film's brilliant, but that ending just didn't ring true. So they changed it. So he was rescued <laughs> Yeah. By um, by the the motherfucking TSA, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know. And the, and the thing is, Daniel Kaluuya is so magnetic in in this film that if that had been the the, the finished product, it would have been the classic. Oh, it's absolutely brilliant. A, 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 you know, bar the last five, yeah. ten minutes, yeah. Yeah. you know, where everything's a little bit of a downer, you know, and, you know, the hero doesn't escape, like, you know, a hero for one of a better way. He's yeah. not a hero, he's the, he's the victim. Um, but, um, you know, going back to, you know, the, the, the Daniel Kaluuya, um, at least we forget this guy is a guy from London, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, this, accent, yeah. The accent, he, he, the American accent he pulls off is flawless, and you know it's. I, I could, I could give you another example. Uh, Idris Elba when he was in the Wire. Yeah, 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 yeah. F- flawless, flawless. I, I wasn't aware of Idris Elba before I saw the Wire. Well, no, I, I wasn't was either, and I thought I was convinced he was American. Yeah, I was convinced he was American as well. You know, but um, you know, Daniel Kaluuya is just absolutely magnetic, and that shot of the wide-eyed terror 
that is going to yeah. go longs. That is going to go down in horror history or I mean, horror film history as an iconic image. I mean, that scene, you know, that that first hypnotize that 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 scene where he is hypnotized for the first time, and he's mm. just sat there and the tears are rolling down his. It's it is an incredible. It, it it's an incredible moment, and it's just such a simple, yeah. simply shot scene. There's no. There's nothing, you know, there's no CGI. There's nothing about You've got one actor, one no. camera, and just no. a, an outstanding performance. Yeah, and, you know, in the build-up to that, you are given a, a, a few curveballs, aren't you? You know, he's gone out for the cigarette. Um, he notices... Um, oh, what's the... What's the, it, the, the, the Walter... And what's Walter, the, yeah. The, uh, Walter running around the garden, isn't it? That, that he sees... when he's running at him, at yeah. full tilt. <laughs> yeah, and that's a big and old he... unit to be running at you. He's a big. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then he notices. Um, oh, what's the bloody uh, the lady's name? Georgina yeah. in the window. You know, admiring. You know, looking at herself strangely in a her reflection. Yeah, you know, that's it's they, they, they just it's like so I'm sort of out there and sort of left field that. When you know he sits in that chair and the conversation starts, and yeah. then it, it kicks in. It's it's almost I wouldn't say it's jarring, but you know it's a case of when he starts gripping the set, the, the chair, you find yourself going, "Oh, I don't like this." No, I don't like this. And, and Catherine Kinnear is so menacing, but she's, she's understated. Yeah, but yeah, she's, she's yeah. It's she's not like screaming the place down. She's not. No, you know. She's, no, and physically, no. she's you know, physically, she's absolutely no threat. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. she, you know, the fact the second that he sits down, and the second, that, and I mean, the fact now that anytime anybody sees a teacup is probably you know, is slightly on edge. <laughs> I, I can't stand that sound. Genuinely, no. The 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 the, 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 spoon the, the against yeah. the china. Can't stand it. No, absolutely cannot stand it. That bit, that moment, where, and it's like she's got him. The second yeah. he sits down, she has got him. Yeah, and I mean, absolutely. That, he, he can't run. He can't no. talk. He can't. No. He, she's just got him nailed. Yeah, and you know, she she isn't the main. Bad guy, is she? Let's be honest, because the Armitages as a whole unit are terrifying. Yeah, I mean, don't get me don't get me wrong. Um, when we spoke about Cabin in the Woods, I, I expressed my deep, deep admiration for Bradley Whitford because he's yeah. a brilliant, he's a brilliant actor, um, and he's two for two now as far as I'm concerned. Oh say, yeah, yeah. Cabin in the Woods, we you know we spoke, we spoke about it previously, and you know it's amazing film, and he's brilliant. Albeit in that he's in a very small role, but him and Richard Jenkins have such an impact on that film; it's tremendous. But in this, he's 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 he's, he's so. Um, Calculating might be not not the right word. I find myself really difficult to articulate myself today. I really don't know why. <laughs> um, but, um, he's 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 you know he's so he's so um, you know this ritual has probably done been done well. God knows how many times, isn't it? You you're know? talking about this as a ritual. Have did you spot the um, the cult connection the, the the cult collection? A connection to this. Go on. And and Jordan Peele has talked about this, so I'm not going mental, and I'm not sort of doing a Da Vinci Code type thing and reading into things here. 
Have you noticed um, when um, the, the the brother abducts the um, abducts um, poor old Andre at no, the beginning? No, who becomes Logan? Yeah, who becomes Logan? <laughs> yeah. Did you notice what he was wearing? The um, the knight's armor mask. He's wearing a, yeah, and he's wearing a Templar's um, helmet, a knight Templar's helmet, right? Yeah. So what happens is in that scene, he's, he's got the Templar's helmet on, which is like a small, tiny little element that hints at like a backstory. And yeah. when um, what Peel talked to talk about was that the um, the actual the Armitage is a part of like a cult, right? They're part of this um, this group that's sort of the. Um, like this alchemist society, this secretive group that comes back together, um, and they, they, you know, the, the idea that you know the um, the process is it what they call the process the coagulation, oh, the coagula, co- the coagula to bring it all together is part of the, and that's why they all you know, they come back for the shin, for that party every yeah. year. They're all members yeah. of this secret society, and yeah. one of the things that the armages do is, um. Is this is this process? Is the you know that's part of their part of this um, this, this cult type thing, and that's what yeah. and that's why it goes back to sort of um, the Knights Templar and the Holy Grail and all those type of things, right? And right. this film is full, absolutely rammed full with um, with symbolism, rammed, well, rammed this with is, symbolism. Yeah, it, it, this is where this is what I was alluding to earlier that. Um, about that it shines um, a spotlight on aspects of history, American or otherwise, you know. Um, but more, it, it is pretty much pointing at um, the slavery, you know. Um, yeah, well, I mean, when you look at the Armitage's house, yes, you, you know, it, yeah. it, it looks like a plantation house. Yes. And, and the shot... Ultimate, when they, yeah, go on. No, go on. I, I was going to say, and ultimately, what gets... Um, Chris Freed initially is that because he's been um, fidgeting and agitated so much into the chair that he's strapped in, he's released the stuffing. Yeah, and the the, the cotton, cotton actually the actually the cotton actually saves his life. Yeah, because he blocks out the sound of the uh, teacup, he feigns being unconscious. Yeah, so of course when super creepy Jeremy turns up to come and take him for his operation. He then proceeds to hit him over the head with um, um, what the, 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 not a croquet. croquet it's a croquet ball. It is. It is a croquet it's ball. It's a croquet ball. Then. Yeah, and then proceeds to twat him around the head with a croquet ball. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I wouldn't you, have stopped watched, at, the, at the couple he gave me. No, no, I wouldn't. I think I would have got the croquet bat as well and used it. To be honest, um, if, but if you listen, if you watch it back, the, the sound Jeremy makes when he's on the floor. Where he's after being hit, he makes like this really, really weird, like whimpering, giggly sound. Is he yeah, yeah, it. yeah. I think yeah. And he, when he's he's on the floor making that strange, strange noise. But um, yeah, yeah. And the other, there's, a, there's another reference in there as well. Um, do you want know, they they get to the house and they meet the parents for the first time and yeah. they say, "How was the how was the trip in? Oh, we hit and killed the deer." And um, when the deer is dying, it makes a funny whimpering noise. Yeah, and that 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 whimpering noise was Jordan Peele. He actually did that weird, that strange noise that the deer makes when it's dying. <laughs> but the deer 
when he says about killing the deer, um, Bradley Whitford turns around and says, um, "Was one less? Oh, there's one less deer. You know, you can't kill enough bucks around you. Yeah. Now, uh, I think it was black bucks or big bucks or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. It was like a, it was like a racial slur um, during um, the plantation in cotton fields and things like that. That was directed at black people in America. So, and then." It, it, to sort of twist it around in his head again, what actually kills Bradley Whitford in the film? Well, is the, it, is is the back on the wall, isn't he? You know, death by deer antler. Death by deer antler, indeed. And you know, the, so yeah. The other thing as well you look at is that when you see that deer being killed, it is almost sort of like the it it is sort of you can almost read you can read it as being symbolic as a sacrificial lamb. At the beginning yeah. of it, it is symbolic. You yeah. know, that sort of um, it's it's the sacrifice of innocence. At yeah, the, at the yeah. beginning of the film. Yeah. Now, here's the other bit. Why does she kick off when the copper asks for the license? Because they could trace his his whereabouts yeah. and where he was. Yeah. So that's yeah. So which is uh, really really clever, and I didn't have a clue until yeah. I thought I was sort of I thought, oh right. I thought, no, it's not that. I think, you know, but actually, yeah. Which yeah. is really, really clever. Yeah, really, yeah. really clever. Yeah, and I, I know we sort of jumping about the place a little bit, but that opening scene um, with the white Porsche going past, and yeah, and the music playing, and the guy basically going, you can he's fucking shit at himself. Yeah. <laughs> he's himself, and especially when the car drives back and it's going. Run, rabbit, run, rabbit, run. And it's so bloody sinister. Well, so sinister. Yeah, I mean, I've been in a, a similar situation, not where I've been kidnapped by a person dressed as a Knight's Templar and, and taken away for a brain transfusion. But uh, way back in my youth, I actually was in uh, on a night out in Merthyr Tidwell. Parish, I know very well. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there are and, some scary places, <laughs> and obviously, after indulging this is in my younger days, in, uh, indulging in a few sherbets, you know, needed to go and um, you know, indulge in some sort of uh, cuisine of the highest order, um, kebab, kebab. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously got my kebab, and then I'd sort of, do you know where the Vulcan is? <laughs> the fact that like been, I said. The fact I'd been I in know. the Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> I know the area very well. The Vulcan is a pub, not some kind of Star Trek fan, by the way. Um, and as I was walking <laughs> off, this car just sort of came round the corner and just sort of followed me very, very slowly. Didn't do anything, just at a distance, just follow, just, just very, very slowly. Um, the really scary thing, though, they were playing. Um, can you remember Informer by Snow? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, right. everybody which, knows, remembers. Which, in my state, freaked me out completely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow. But that scene itself is terrifying. It is really, it is. really uncomfortable. But do you know what's equally as creepy is the reappearance of Andre 
as Logan, dressed yes. like uh, dressed like um, a man would dress in his seventies and eighties. Yes, if, if they lived in deepest, darkest America, you know. Yeah, and you know, it, it, from the off, even though you know there's something wrong, there's yeah. something properly, properly off. It's. Um, yeah, he may be under hypnosis, but the thing is, is 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 static movement, isn't it? You know, well, he moves no like of, an old man. Yes, yes, and there's no sort of fluidity with you know a young, healthy male, you know, but he, he moves statically and slowly, and you know, and yeah, it is it is a movie cliche that you know. You know, I'm something's not right. I recognise him. I don't know why. I yeah. take a picture on the yeah. slide, and the fl- oh my god, the flash has accidentally gone off. Like, you know, yeah, it, it is a bit of a cliche. And it, but the thing is, it just it just works. Um, and the, you know, the the, the the change, the automatic change in yeah. that second, yeah, yeah, you know, it sort of amplifies anything. And the thing is, I think what amplifies it even more so is because the garden party sequence is excruciating. <laughs> the, uh, do, do you know the bit it's, that it's, turns my stomach is when he when the guy turns around and says, I know ti- I I I I know Tiger. <laughs> it's just like oh. oh my god. Yeah. And then um there's that there's the um when <laughs> the woman says to Rose so is, is it true? <laughs> is it is it better? You know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and then there's the then there's the guy. Oh, black is in fashion, and it's like, oh my god, yeah, really? It it is like R- really. It is like the worst party oh. you could possibly have. But the, but then um, Jordan Peele said that he used um, the Stepford Wives as uh, yeah. Yeah, as a guideline yeah. for how he wanted the people, how he saw the people as sort of acting like that um, hive mentality almost. Yes, right? yeah. But, but I, I've watched it a few times now. Um, I see more of, um, you know, this is my analogy. I see more so in common with, um, is it Village of the Damned? Yeah, 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 with, yeah. With all, yeah. all the kids? Yeah. Yes, no, they haven't, they haven't got the same colour hair, they haven't got the same colour eyes, I'm not saying that. But it's literally that sort of hive mentality where, you know, when they're all sort of talking and Chris goes out the room and everything stops. Yeah. And everybody looks the same way because it happens in the garden party as well. Yeah. Um, even the silent auction as well, like, you know. Well, and I mean, the silent auction in, in so many ways is, you know, is and it's meant it's obviously meant to look like a slave auction and yes. that scene is it's so sinister and it's at that point you realize chris is really really fucked yeah and yeah like, and, and you know when you go back to like the sort of the stepford wife bit of it when you've got yeah. betty gabriel you know, betty gabriel who plays georgina is absolutely incredible where she starts going no no no, no, and it's just, it's yeah. that, oh, my God. Well, if, if, if face contorts, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's it's not through a special, special effect or practical effect or nothing. It's just simply somebody's face going from conveying subtitude to sheer horror. Well, it's that because, internal battle, isn't it? Yeah, 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 and you can see it, and... You know, because yes, it is close up on her face. You know, and yeah. it's 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 not it's not a massive adjustment in her face. You know, it's just the subtlety of it. And oh my god! It, and again, that is probably another iconic image for in a, in a on a horror pantheon. You know, 
that's going to go down, you know, basically a woman's in frame, but it's just a tear running down her face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, and sing, single shots like that, just yeah. staggering, no, absolutely staggering. The other person in this who is, uh, we talked about Catherine Kinnear being really, really, and I think she gives a brilliant performance in this. Um, the other person in this who is deeply, deeply disturbing is Stephen Root, um, who plays Jim Hudson, who wants his eyes, or as you said, <laughs> I want your eye, man. <laughs> now, of course, yeah. we know he, you know he's you know he's known mostly for doing a lot of comedic roles, and of mm. course, you know you know people remember him from uh, Dodgeball and uh, those things. But to see him in this role, he is really creepy and just. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, I think you can take anybody from that garden party, can't you? And I think it's because because Chris makes the connection because he is the gallery owner and he's like, you're blind, you know, and how how yeah. you do it and it's, you know, well, my assistant describes it to me, you know, and you know that's how I see, and you know, it's entirely plausible. I will say though, I think the most terrifying person. I, I after the first watch, I thought it was Catherine Kinnear. It's not Catherine Kinnear. The most terrifying person in this film is Alison Williams, hands down. Yes. The sequence when the penny drops and he realizes something isn't right, mm. and he's going, "We're we're going. We're leaving now. I'm not happy. Yes, we're going. Yeah, that's fine." The sequence at the bottom of the stairs when he's asking for the bunch of keys. Yeah. She goes from concerned girlfriend to complicit member. Like... <sighs> well, and the physical change in her. When you yeah, see her with yeah. Chris, she looks she looks like a normal, a normal person. Yeah. And yeah. then, when that from the second where she goes right here and she's got the keys in her hand... And then, you know, Chris hears that sound and he bump and he goes stiff. Yeah. And then the next time you see her and she's in the white polar neck and the hair all scraped back, even her yeah. skin colour, yeah. her skin looks, she doesn't look real. No, and she's drinking the glass of milk. And she's drinking the, the glass of milk, se- yeah, one by one. cereal, yeah, separately. And, um, you know, she just, she just literally that changes from that, you know, loving concerned girlfriend to complicit um family member sociopath sociopath um and you know her parents must be must have been extremely proud of her with all these people that she brought back to the house but um (laughs) um you know she she literally when at the end uh, when she realizes that grandma grandma yeah is you know in the car um and she comes out with a gun, and you know well, things happen. But right to the very end, when after she's been shot, and Chris goes over to her, yeah, and he, he ultimately kills her. But the thing is, as he's strangling her, there's there's this perverse smile on her face. Yeah, yeah. Knowing that she's going to die, but she's going to die under her terms almost. Yeah. And her face, just this smirk. It's not. It's not. It's not even a grin. It's just this little curl of the lip. She's fully prepared. You know. Well, again, you know, what's going to happen? That scene itself. The you know when he's strangling her. You know that's very, very. You know, it's very Othello. It's very Othello. It's the. It's. It, it is the reverse of Othello because Othello is incomplete. You know. Is in you know he's been manipulated by other people um, yeah. at that moment, and he is strangling her, and you know she's sort of 
you know, she's pleading, but actually she's trying to manipulate him. It's a brilliant, brilliant scene. It's a really, yeah. really brilliant scene. Yeah, she's... And it, when, <laughs> despite all the chaos going go in just before that, and, you know, when she is looking for... You know, he's not even... Chris isn't even dead at this point, and she's already looking for the next victim, isn't she? Yeah. You know, yeah. And she says quite calmly... And Listening to Dirty ever, Dancing. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but um, on her bedroom wall behind her, all the pictures that Chris found in that little sort of alcove are now up on over her bed. If you watch it again, it's just got pictures. I did, I'll world. have to go back and look at that. I did not know that. Yeah, and where she's got like that massive four-poster bed on the wall behind her, all the victims are now on the wall. Yes. <laughs> you know, like there's like twelve pictures there, or what have you, and um, you know, and she's just she sat there quite ever so calmly. You know, the the pristine, like you say, all white. You know, yeah. everything is clean and tidy. You know, and well, all if you look at what she's wearing, she's got the white shirt on and the. Um, the chinos. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, very similar outfit that those numpties wore, that tiki night um, celebration yeah. type thing where they wore yeah. their white polo shirts and... Uh, the the doctors, you mean? Yeah. Doctors chose. Yeah. 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 And at least we forget, this film was made before a lot of that happened. Yeah. Yeah. So what does that tell you? Well, exactly. Now, we've mentioned him a couple of times already, is um, <laughs> Caleb Jones, uh, who plays the brother... His performance is so odd. Yes. It kind of reminded me of Brad Pitt in his in his delivery. It reminded me of Brad Pitt in um, a little bit of Brad Pitt from Fight Club, a little bit of Brad Pitt in um, 12 Monkeys. He was clearly channeling that quirky, quirky side of him. That sort yeah. of, you know, and he is just vile. Yeah, it's, it's my my note actually says from the first time you see him, there's something not right. Yeah, that you know it it it's given the conversation that they have that first conversation when they're having lunch uh, at dinner together around the table, and then he starts going, "Yeah, you into uh, UFC? You know, <laughs> you into this? You know?" And it's almost like a squaring up over masculinity, isn't it? Oh you yeah, know? you know it's it's and, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pissing contest, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there you are. You've taken the words out of my mouth. It's a pissing contest, but um, you know, it's um, it's it's quite startling because you know, I would I I think I honestly thought that when he first the first time I watched it, I thought he's got issues. There's I there's Drink, there's drink or drug issues, but there, and, and that's my that was my immediate thought simply because the way he was, yeah, um, quite, yeah. quite outlandish, quite quite outrageous. Doesn't care what what he's saying. Doesn't doesn't care for his audience. Um, but you know, it it, it 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 was the underlying threat and the menace, you know, of um, there was something else imminently going to happen. Well, the fact that you know you sat down having dinner and somebody decides that he wants to put a rear naked choke on you, which is you know that's it's. It's not good for the digestive system. No, no. And, you know, ultimately, he gets to try his choke yes. at the end of the film, doesn't he? You know, um, he doesn't win. No. Um, <laughs> there's no, you know, as we said, it's no spoiler, but, you know, he doesn't win. But, you know, from the off, it's just, it's not right. It's not right with him. No, and no. I think... 
<laughs> Jeremy probably is damaged goods anyway, isn't he? Um, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, when you they know, allude to that, don't they? The, the, the father sort of mentions him at the start um, when he's giving him the tour, and he says yeah. to him, "Oh, you know, that, that, uh, that's Jeremy uh, there." And um, and there's a bit of a pause, and they said he's um, he's now studying medicine. Yeah, which you think, oh, he's clearly yeah. messed up. He's not right. Yeah, they've they've probably had to bring him onto the street and narrow via the methods that he would use on their victims. Yeah, it? you know. Yeah, you know. So he he might have been uh, someone who abused substances or whatnot in, in, yeah. in the past, but um, they needed him on side and they you know, wanted him on side um, physically, probably more than anything else. Yeah. Um but um, he's just. Just a very strange book. See, now mind, I, I saw a film with um, Caleb Landry-Jones um, not so long back, and I thought then, you know, because he, he was in X, one of the X-Men films. Yeah, first, he was, was he, in uh, First, first class, class, was it? First yeah. Class. Um, I saw a film with him in... Um, and he's in Three Billboards. I, thought, oh, I like the look. He's, what, sorry? He's in Three uh, Billboards as well. Oh, is he? Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, I don't know. Just, 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 you know, good old uh, IMDb. But um... <laughs> every podcast we mention IMDb, family. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, in fact, oh, well, it was a film called The War on Everyone. He played the the, the bad guy in it. Have you ever seen more? No, I haven't seen. No, no. Alexander Skarsgård and Michael Keaton play a couple of dodgy cops and. Caleb Landry Jones is like the, the main bad guy in it and um, yeah. he's he's a bit weird in that as well but yeah. I think that's just perhaps that's his niche good on him he's in, he was in Get Out I'm not there we are marvelous. talking about weird <laughs> casting do you know who was originally considered for the lead role of Chris go on come on have a think who do you think you know, you know if you think about you know um the you know Daniel Kaluuya's performance in this, if you think, you know somebody who would not could not have delivered that kind of I don't know he might have he might have but I don't think it's in him to to, to pull out that Eddie Murphy. Shut the fucking front door. No, Jordan Peele originally considered Eddie Murphy for the role, but eventually changed his mind because obviously Murphy was too old for the part. But first of all, he was considered. For the role of Chris, I'm I'm aghast. Yeah, I'm aghast. And part I'm... of the reason with that was that Peel was inspired to write this part of this story was because of um, Eddie Murphy makes a joke in Delirious about um, you know if you know when people you know when white people bought the ha- the Amateurville house and the house is going <laughs> get out and they go I'm going to stay. <laughs> And I, and I think the line is, you know, um, sort of, uh, you know, black people wouldn't have just stuck around. They would have got out of there straight away. <laughs> you know. Well, we, we always do this, don't we? We talk about, you know, the original casting ideas, etc. Um, but then seeing that, though, can you imagine having an older African-American man in this film? It, might, it probably still would have worked. Um I'm not saying necessarily that Eddie Murphy would be the right person, but I'd say an older African American man and a younger white girl could have had even more yeah. of an impact. Yeah, you know, it it, it, it could have, couldn't it? You know, it's um, it could have worked. Actually, it would have been it would have been really interesting. Yeah, it would have been really really interesting. 
I don't know whether it would have had the impact that it had ultimately, but it's fascinating to think about, at least, you know. Yeah. And, you know, Eddie Murphy is not exactly renowned for horror, is he? No. No, 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 no. Well, I don't know. Have you seen Pluto Nash? <laughs> no. But have you seen Vampire in Brooklyn? I like Vampire in Brooklyn. Everybody gets really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Hey, look. Oh, I oh just dear. reviewed three wrestling horror movies. Uh, so, yeah. you know. And what, and what did I what did I say to you on yeah, Twitter? You're on your own. You know, I, you know, I ended up wearing a luchador mask pretty much for an entire day. Now, if that, that isn't grounds to go to the doctors, I do not know what is. There's one other thing I did want to point out to you. Um, after the title sequences, they, they go to Chris's flat. Yeah, yeah. There's a song playing in the background. Yes. Do you know what that song is? <laughs> no, I should do, but I don't. Right. It is, the song is called Red Bone. And it is by an artist called Childish Gambino. Right, <laughs> okay. Childish Gambino is Donald Glover. Donald Glover is young Lando Calrissian. Ah. Yes. Well, and I, my I, I, and call me Judy. I did not know that. Well, Judy, um, it's... <laughs> it, it, it's a, a, when I first heard the, when I first saw Get Out, I I heard I heard the song previously. Actually, bought yeah. it as well because it's just phenomenal. It's like um, but Curtis Mayfield sound, isn't it? Well, it's like Curtis crossed with Prince, crossed with uh, you know any sort of lounge soul singer if you want. It's yeah. brilliant, yeah. and there is um, there is a brilliant clip of Jimmy Fallon when he performs it live, and he does it in a pair of leather trousers and no top. It's amazing, genuinely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> See, you've got to, look, you've got to be it's brilliant. To, it's absolutely brilliant. To the pull off leather kegs, you need to be cool anyway, don't you? Exactly. And if you've seen the solo trailer, that shot of Lando Calrissian in a massive fur coat, sold. <laughs> forget, I forget about the rest of the film. I'll just want to watch Donald Glover as young Lando Calrissian. Done. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that song at the beginning. You know, yeah. it's funny. The funny the music in this film is um, extremely. Um, it does fall into horror cliches sometimes, isn't it? With the the, the sudden loud. Oh yeah, there's of a couple. Of, there's a couple. You know. Yeah. There's and, a couple you know, in there, but it never sort of. I'm really, even though you do get the, <coughs> you know, the bong moment. Yeah. You never yeah. get the cat leaping out of the cupboard. It doesn't sort no. of. It doesn't sort of sink to that kind of cliche. No, there, there is the one or two, isn't it? It's like um, somebody walking down the end of a corridor, um, you know, unexpectedly, and it does give that loud. Well, when she violin, got, when, violin stab, isn't it? You know, and yeah, what have you? Uh, yeah. When he sort of when he's creeping around the house, yeah, um, yeah. and uh, Georgina just sort of walks behind. You know, he, he crosses over and she walks one way. Yeah. And, you know, that is a, that is a you know that is a mo- yeah. that, that's one of those moments. It, 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 I, I will say though that the Armitages treat the grandparents like shit, mind, don't they? Yeah, I got it. Oh, <laughs> gosh, get outside, start chopping the wood, but off you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, drinks for everyone, please, Grandma. You know, <laughs> you know. But um, you know, yeah, I know it's I know it's an act for that weekend, isn't it? But still, yeah. it's yeah. You know, it, they do treat them like shit. But <laughs> no, yeah, obviously, but... the one thing that we need to talk about is the sunken place. 
Not and nice. it, it, you know, and I mean, Jordan Peele has talked about the sunken place being that sort of almost the the representation of, um, of the marginalization of black people and the sort yeah. of you know it's it's it, it, it's 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 sort of as metaphors go. I think on when you look at it on the surface level, some people would think, oh, that's 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 a bit on the nose. But actually, it's it's really really multi layered, and it's mm. sort of it's sort of. I think, you know, it is like, you know, Peel talks about it on the Blu-ray. He talks about sort of, you know, it's the marginalization, and he says it's the marginalization for, uh, of black horror movie audience. You know, they are, you know, they are, um, you know, they're a loyal horror movie fan base and they're relegated to the theater, you know, uh, and we're relegated to the theater, not the screen. You know what I mean? You, you, you don't, yeah. you, you don't sort of see that. Well, I, I think nothing, nothing, Visually highlights that more than the aforementioned um, stairway sequence when the family surround him and she hypnotizes him and he go he falls he just goes bump and he's and yeah and he's screaming yeah with no sound but the way because of the shot where it is it's that little box far away that yeah. you can't get to and the four family members are all yeah. in frame looking yeah. over well it's the, it's the nuclear family family isn't it yeah yeah and it's so so perfectly done and you know those those sequences you know they, they're so startling because throughout the film there, there are flashbacks isn't it yeah um, yeah to to different instances happening but you know that that, that one sequence when he, he looks like he's swimming in water doesn't he but yeah oh, it's just it's it's so well done it's so free, well done yeah it's, it's almost like a free fall going nowhere isn't it but yeah you can still you can still see everything in plain sight and that might be um, the title of my autobiography. What? Free, free, fall fall going nowhere. free fall going nowhere. <laughs> in plain sight. Yeah. I always yeah. wanted it to be whatever happened to the Arctic monkeys. <laughs> what? <laughs> as, as, I don't know. I don't, I've always quite fancied sort of an obscure title as my autobiography. Whatever happened to the Arctic monkeys. <laughs> okay. A Hugh Lloyd story. <laughs> In, 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 in other music news, they need, they've got a new album coming out soon. So oh, last oh, week, it's going to sort of answer the question then, really. Isn't it? There we are now, then. <laughs> <laughs> now, this film obviously has had massive, massive impact. It you know culturally, um, cinematically, and I do I, I do think I, I totally agree with you. I do think that it is. The you know it, it is definitely the standout film from 2017. It is my you know it, it's what it, it's right up there with my with my picks. And yeah. <coughs> excuse me, I don't think it's going to take a hell of a lot to try and sort of to try and sort of to top this. I don't know where you know. I mean, I don't know where Jordan Peele goes with goes next after this. And it's going to well, be absolutely fascinating to watch him do it. I don't know whether you're aware, but there's been mention made by Jordan Peele himself that he would very seriously consider making a sequel. Yeah. Now, I, I would... Look, whoever, whoever makes something of this quality as their first film, right, basically they can do what they want. Um, we've seen it before. Um, Donnie Darko being the classic yeah. example of, of yeah. something like that. Um but what I would say, or oh, I'm not, <laughs> I don't want to speak directly, but you know, what I would suggest is to Jordan Peele, Jordan Peele, please don't make a sequel. 
leave this film Alone. as a yeah. whole. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not saying don't go back to this universe because obviously there are other conspirators involved in this. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. You know, you know, like we said, the cult element to it. The yeah. You yeah. Know. You know, there's there's, there's 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 many aspects that can be seen. You know, as um, you know, metaphors for a number of different things. But the thing is, I would I, I would go back if you're going to go back to it. Go back to that universe. Don't go back to those characters because um, Chris Blessing has been through enough. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't think it's fair for him to go through something another, again. Yeah. Yeah, like that. Um, but I, I really hope he doesn't make a sequel because, it, it, as you as you said, it's your. It was you know one of your favorite films of last year. It was my favorite film of last year. Yeah. Um, it, was it the best made film? Um, you know, yeah. But then if you look at something like Dunkirk, Dunkirk was more technically proficient. Baby Driver had the editing. Baby Driver. If you haven't seen Baby Driver, it's just have you seen it? Yet? Not yet. No, not yet. Still, not yet. No. Have, you, have you seen Have you seen Blade Runner yet? No, I've, it's, they're still there. They're still there. Yeah. I've got mountains. I've got. I'm trying to get through. Yeah, but the thing is, you'd rather watch the Tosh than watch the good stuff. Well, I got to watch the Tosh in order to get before I can get to that, can't I? But I will be getting round to them. I'm a week <laughs> off now, so I will be getting to them. Yeah, but um, you know, it's it's it's. I just hope he doesn't make a sequel to it. I really, really don't. It'd be, it, like you say, it'd be. It'd be Really interesting to see where he goes because yeah. at least we forget now, especially the advent of Marvel just absolutely crucifying everything in front of them now. Yeah, and the, yeah. And the thing is, they're making they're making the, the right choices with the directors. I mean, Taika Waititi for Thor Ragnarok was a masterstroke. Yeah, like a yeah. Complete masterstroke, you know, because ultimately the film was absolutely fantastic. Getting James Gunn in for the Guardians films. Yeah. Um, the Russo brothers, brilliant. Um, like Ryan Coogler, now apparently I haven't seen Black Panther yet. I'm going to see it this week. Um, nice. He he's he's done he's done phenomenal work with um, Black Panther. Scott Derrickson with um, Doctor Strange did a yeah, brilliant job. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, all of these directors. You know, they're not they're not associated with huge blockbuster films. Huge no, blockbuster no, films. not at all. And I, I just wonder wonder now perhaps. Jordan, Jordan Peele is a huge commodity in Hollywood after one film. Um, he's probably going to be able to dictate what he wants, but yeah. I wouldn't mind betting. Yeah. I wouldn't mind betting somebody will come eventually from from a franchise yeah. point of view. They're going to they're going to come in and they're going to go right. What do you want? Use your budget. You can write the script as well if you want, but you'll have Kevin Feige by the side of you and let's be honest Kevin Feige hasn't done a bad job so far has he no no not yet so I think you know to sum up to sum up sort of get out I mean like we both said it's, it is the standout film from 2017 for, for, for both mm. of us and I think mm-hmm. however when you look at all the films from 2017 culturally this will have the longer shelf life alright um, I think you know when you look at the you know you know, you look at how you look at the scenes in this. You look at the, you know, the moment where Chris is first hypnotized and he's in the chair. When you look at the you know the actual the sunken place. When you look at the whole sort of the whole build up to this to this, I think it is an outstanding film, and I think people will be going back to this time and time and time and time and time and time again, and drawing yeah. and drawing 
different things from it and different, you know, and different meanings. And they'll be able to, you know, pick up lots and lots of the symbolism in it. Um, and yeah. for me, I, th- you know, I would give this. I, do you know when we when we struggled with giving things a ten? Yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to give this a ten. Are you? I'm going to give it a ten. Oh, cool. I'm going to cool. give it a ten out of ten. And that's, on, and that's on my second viewing. And that's from my second viewing. I've I've seen it three times now. Um, it's a bona fide nine out of ten for me. Probably nine and a half. It's not a ten yet. A couple of years down the line, it will be. But as it stands here now, it's a nine and a half out of ten. Um, it will be a ten out of ten. Um, it's just so. I I don't I don't think it's it's impact will diminish like some films um perhaps when you first see them and it's a little bit sort of um it's not controversial because this film isn't controversial in any way shape or form the only, what, what, the only no. controversy the only controversy that is within this film is that it turned it's basically got a mirror on the world as it is and it's going yeah have a look at yourself and it does sort of you know it does sort of and not without getting too political it does and i'm you know don't get me wrong i am not i have no political leanings either way I'm not right. I am not left. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I don't think. But what it does do, it does shine a light on the that sort of extreme liberal, lefty, yeah. lefty sort of leaning to the world. That sort of, if you go too far to the left, you end up joining on to the right. If you go, to, do you know, yeah. it, it, it is that sort I, of. I, I, I just can't. I can't personally. I'm I'm not political. I just get very angry at what I see as um, abuse of power, um, abuse of position, and uh, what I what I don't like is um, when politicians focus on something that is very there's something that may be a problem, but they make it the massive excuse, and yeah. they exploit yeah. they exploit, and I don't like that. I never have liked that. And unfortunately, political persons, some of very extreme power, shall we say, yeah, conti- continue to do that. And I just hope that they die in boiled piss when the skin <laughs> falls off. <laughs> yeah, I am talking about who you think I'm talking about. Yes. And, anyway. You know, anyway. So I've given it a 10. You've given it a 9.5. 9.5. You know that, ladies and gentlemen. Unless have we missed anything? Have we missed anything? Um, I don't think so. Um, I think we've got everything covered. Um, unless I have missed anything. Because um, we've been fairly on point today. With it, we've yeah, we've not rambled into Genghis Khan, John no, Wayne territory. No, we've, and I think <laughs> I, I I think there's a very good reason. For, I know we're on time constraints as well, but I think, <laughs> but I think. Um, I don't. I, th- I don't think we want to say too much without going into well, yeah, territories, yeah, and you know, take a film on its merits. Yeah, look, for all, you know, this film must be seen. It should be seen. It's you know, get it. You know, if you haven't seen it and you've listened to all of this now, what is wrong with you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> watch it. I think. I think it's a must own. It's. It is a must own. 
definitely, definitely, you know? it it is. And I, 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 like I say to you, with, with regards to the Oscars, I know, um, I, I think this is gonna. It's going to win a Oscar. I it's going to it land will. big at some point in the, the doing yeah, the Oscars. Yeah, it's 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 won countless countless awards already. Yeah, it's, it, looking into the, like I know like you get your um, history like the skills, you know, your acting bodies and whatnot. And um, well, you are Daniel Kaluuya won um, BAFTA. a rising star BAFTA, didn't he? Um, yes, that is voted for the public. But the thing is, that just shows you that that is in the public con- uh, the the consciousness. You know that the the public want him. You know. Um, to be in both of them, lo and behold, he's in Black Panther, which yeah. I did not realize. No, I, I didn't, didn't realize. realize. I did. I honestly didn't realize until um, something came on telly, and I was like, "I looks like Daniel Kaluuya there." And yeah, lo and behold, he's in Black Panther, and um, you know, I, I look forward to watching that because it's it's meant to be amazing. I'm so, really, I really, I, and I quite like the character of Black Panther. I gotta be honest, Chadwick Boseman when he came on screen in Civil War, I thought, damn. <laughs> that that is presence that is presence yeah. and if you've got presence on your screen and you're not even you know dressed in your superhero outfit nothing like that no if you've got presence on a screen you've got it man i mean you've i don't think it. i've seen uh, you know superhero presence on screen like that since dolph lundgren in the punisher And on that note, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> right, my brother. I will uh we will be segueing very shortly into um our uh, our next little new segment. So yeah. uh <laughs> before we before we do that, we'll have to get the editing right, don't we? Yeah. So. <laughs> okay, so we have a brand new segment to the show. A news segment because people like that kind of thing, and people have mentioned maybe we should cover it. And in our very adult way and serious-minded uh, approach that we have to all things, this new segment is called <laughs> the bed. So, up first, I've got Mr. Leighton Winston here, and. Uh, what 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 stories have caught you? Have caught your eye recently? What have we what have we got? Well, shall we begin by not mentioning how we came to title this segment? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, first up, um, seeing as this is the first time we're doing it, I think you should go first. All right, um, okay, okay. All I right. think it's only right and proper. Well, my first piece of news, and I'm very excited about this because I was absolutely devastated when uh, the legendary fan magazine, I say, well, fan magazine, that makes it sound like as if it's produced by fans, but it is a legendary magazine in the horror community, is Fangoria. When Fangoria disappeared, I can honestly say I was absolutely gutted because I loved Fangoria. Um, however... Fangoria magazine is due to return um, and it's going to be in a, a digital form and it's going to be back in print as well, which is awesome. Now, that's, they've got a new investor, they've got a new editor-in-chief, they've got a new uh, publisher. Um, so the fact that the world's... It is, you know, when anybody thinks of horror magazines, they think of, they think of you know, Fangoria and it's going to be out... Uh, in time for next Halloween, and it's going to be released as a quarterly. So uh... yeah, I uh, I read that, and 
it's quite remarkable when he was announced he was coming back. Um, the amount of actors and um, directors who expressed their sheer delight today. Um, oh God, yeah, 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 that, that he was coming back. Um, mainly because they probably lost an outlet when it did disappear. <laughs> I, don't want to sound, uh, I don't want to sound, you know, negative towards them. But um, no, I know it is coming back. Um, slight confession here, I haven't read Fangoria for about 30 years. <laughs> uh, I, I think one of the last ones I bought was around the time of Evil Dead 2 in 1987, 88 or whatever it came out. So, nice. uh, <clears throat> so it had proper full pictures of, you know, Everything. That was the beauty of Angoria. Everything um, was close up, wasn't it? You know. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. Was... You had the, the gory details of everything. Yeah. 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 And you know, it, 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 as you could, as you've attested to, you know, it, as being a, the the bigger horror fan of the, of the two of us, you know that, um, you know that there are people crying out for it, for its return, and you know that's it's brilliant. I, you know, I'm a big believer in print myself personally. Digital yeah. magazine does not appeal to me. I can't. I can't um, do it. I cannot do no. it. It's like Kindle. No, I got know, a Kindle. I can't read. I can't use it. Um, I think I've, I've read a couple of books on a Kindle, but give me pieces of paper with loads of germs on them every day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some awesome. Mag- I mean, I love the Dark Side magazine out there. That's an awesome magazine. Scream is a really, really good one. I read. Um, but there is something about the granddaddy of them all, and it, you know, which is Fangoria. You know, you look at you yeah. know you you look at that, and you sort of. I love the fact that. Um, they would always place it next to the um, almost like the, uh, the the a certain top shelf. <laughs> uh, rot, rot, you know, rotten, rotting people next to TNA, you know, you know, yeah. Sex sells baby though, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? So, you know. Hey, hence why we are here. Balchika, wow, wow. Disclaimer: um, I have nothing to do with uh, Bow Chikawawa. Let's go on to the next. Next, next <laughs> bit. Next bit. What have you got there, my man? Um, well, in a, in, a, in a very roundabout sci-fi way, um, Bill and Ted Three looks like it is going to happen. Um, script has been there for 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 quite a while. Alex Winter is on board. Keanu Reeves is on board. That's awesome. um, Will, William Sadler has expressed his deep desire to go back playing Death, um, <laughs> which is which is tremendous fun because at least we forget Bill and Ted are hugely ent- entertaining films. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the last one is like twenty plus years old now. Yeah, yeah. It'd be good. It'd be good to see how they are at this stage in their life. You know, what with Wild Stallions. You know, if they did have that impact that you know was so predicted. You know, and um, the only sad thing is Rufus isn't going to be around. Unfortunately, no, the late, no, no. The late great. Um, oh God, George Carlin. George Carlin. Sorry, complete brain fart. Then <laughs> it is early. In the, it, it is early in the morning. It is early in the morning. Um, so yeah, you know that if that happens and that comes about and it's done in the right way, that could be really, really cool. Really, really cool. Um, what have you got, Hill? Uh, the next bit that I have got is in the pipeline. Due to the success of it, there it looks like there will be a sequel to The Shining. Um, don't know how I feel about this because the book um, that was out didn't get great reviews when it arrived. However, uh, Mike Flanagan, who directed the Netflix movie Hush, which is absolutely brilliant. I really, and I reviewed it on what the Wookiee watched. Um, Hush is a great, great film. Um, but the sequel to The Shining is going to follow the story of Danny, 
um, who, just like his dad, is struggling with alcohol. Um, <coughs> but on this occasion, he is going to be forced to do battle with a cult who has similar powers to himself uh, in order to rescue a young girl who has also The Shining. Um, no release date yet, date yet but um, a sequel to, to The Shining in the works, which I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't know how I feel about that. Really don't. And I don't the book, know. No, the, the book is called Dr. Sleep, isn't it? Yes, Dr. Sleep, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is going to be... Uh, Stephen King was never a fan of the, the original Shining, as everybody knows. Yeah. He, he was heavily involved in the TV remake, um, which stuck closer to the book than yeah. Stanley Kubrick's adaption did. Yeah. Um, I've not seen the TV adaption, if I'm honest. It's not um, good. <laughs> um, At all. Um, I don't know. This it's, it's a funny thing, isn't it? You know, adapting... Um, following on from films that have been, you know, there in your culture, in your psyche for so long. Um, even if the source material is from the original author, um, not a, not everything needs a sequel. Um, no. You know, we've, we allu- we alluded to um, this in the Get Out pod, um, when we were speaking about Get Out, that Jordan Peele is, is, is interested in um, potentially doing a, a sequel to Get Out. Um yeah. But whether or, whether or not this will work, um, I don't know. There's there's an audience there already for it, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but um, we'll have to wait and see, isn't it? You know, because for all we know, it could fall into development hell, like a lot of um, Stephen King stuff tends to do. To be honest with you. Yeah, you know? and then just appears straight onto here, <laughs> straight to video yeah. on demand. And I mean, yeah. a lot of just... it is hit and miss, but. Uh, I don't know. It, you know, yeah. it was amazing. I, I, it was amazing. It was amazing. Gerald's game was tremendously good. Tremendously, yeah. tremendously good. Um, Dark Tower, complete mm. shit. Um, <laughs> I mean, how can you get eight books condensed into a film that lasts an hour and 20 minutes? You've got, I mean, they gave it a go. They gave it a go. They, <laughs> yeah, not particularly well either. No, no, um, no. It'd be interesting, interesting to see, man, because the TV show's coming out very, very soon, isn't it? Um, yeah. Castle um, Rock? Castle Rock, yeah. Now, that's an interesting you know, concept. That's an interesting it idea. It is. And I don't want to sound disparaging before something is actually being seen. The involvement of people already involved in previous King adaptations, yeah. you know, I suppose yeah. it does bode well. However... It remains to be seen, isn't it? Now, J.J. Uh, Abrams is involved, isn't he, yeah. as well? Yeah. Um, which, ironically, leads to my next new story. Oh, see that segue in, segue in. Segue, smooth. Transitions. Smooth. God, <laughs> Honestly, they pay people millions to do mixing like that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Star Wars um, Episode Nine is written and filming starts July this year with a release date going uh, December 2019, which is a pretty quick turnaround. That is a hell of a turnaround. That is, you know, um, that is a pretty quick turnaround. Um, yes, we've got Solo coming out very soon. Um, yeah. You know, which everybody's a little bit on tent the hooks about, if, if, if we're honest. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. The, tra- the trailer, it looks good. You know, it's clearly a Star Wars universe. Um well, that's the thing, isn't think, it? It feels Star Wars, but yeah, uh, but there is that, there is that, but hanging over it, isn't yeah, it? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, has has Richard Cunningham come in and saved the day? Um, 
we'll have to wait and see. Um, <laughs> however, going back to um, episode nine, um, the script is written by J.J. Abrams and yeah. Chris, Ter- Chris Terrio. Now, Chris Terrio, um, I don't know if you know who he is, he wrote Argo. Um, yes, that's the terrific, right. Yeah. The, the brilliant Argo, uh, yeah. Ben Affleck's um, award-laden um, third film. Uh, quite rightly so as well, because it's absolutely brilliant film. Um, however, he also wrote Batman vs Superman and Justice League. Now, Ooh. you know that sort of sort of sullies a little, a little bit. Um, I've got no issue with his previous credentials. Batman yeah. vs Superman was good; wasn't brilliant. We've, I think, we've discussed this already. However, I've watched 10, 15 minutes of Justice League. And had to stop because it was not good. I I have really... not seen it yet. I have not seen it yet. No. I'm sort of I'm I'm hanging no. on in there. I'm just hanging on. Yeah, in there. it's um. I really, really. The other thing is, I, I really don't like Jason Momma. He was great as Carl <laughs> Drogo. Um, he just can't act. Does that stem from you having a major boner for Conan the Barbarian? Yes, and <laughs> there is no, and I, and again, I refuse to watch that one. But he's just, he's, oh, I just fuck off. You know, you need your bed, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> oh, well, it's the own, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it, and speaking of Justice League, I can segue into another story. Eesh, get in there. Um, Josh Whedon, who was brought in last minute um, to see off the finishing off of Justice League. I think see off is to... quite possibly a... Uh... <laughs> yeah, or into the tragic circumstances yeah. involving Zack Snyder and his family. Um, uh, Josh Whedon is out of the Batgirl film that he was attached to for a very, very long time. Yeah. Now, is that a fallout from Justice League? Possibly. Um, Could be. But then again, he was attached to, to Wonder Woman a very long time ago. Um, he was actually the one who sort of got it, the ball rolling on Wonder Woman being made. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. Um, and then I, and this, I, I'm not. I've been, I'm not really sure if whether or not he was actually attached to it before even Avengers. Um, I mean, you way know. way back, I think he was at some point talked about it. Um, mm. And I know there were different bits when he was in develop very, 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 very early on. He was there. He yeah. was attached to it, but yeah. it's one of those things that never just 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 didn't work out. Just didn't work no, out. No, no, um, but um, yeah. So whether that means the Batgirl franchise is dead and buried, um, whether or not it's you know it, it could be it could be any number of things. You know, it's so it, at least we forget Hollywood is a very fickle industry. Um, oh yeah, the and I mean, industry itself is very fickle. Um, something interesting. Um, I mean, I think the D- does, yeah. the DC cinematic universe is not in good shape because you know Batfleck looks like he's he's gonna, he may not get his solo Bat films. No, um, no, because they're on about casting possibly Jake Gyllenhaal as the Bat. Yeah, that's that's not that's that's not bad casting actually. No, um, no. Des- despite the despite the fact, I do think Affleck was really good in Batman Superman. Yeah, he was really really. Uh, that was the best part of the film. Well, the thing is, he nailed that sort of the, you know the Frank Miller Batman U one older yeah. grizzled you know not so yeah. much the U one. I mean, that's obviously cause before I get torn apart and have my nerd card taken off me. But the sort of you know the the Dark Knight Returns kind of uh, 
feel. He had that grizzled, older, more cynical yeah. Batman feel to him. Yeah, but uh, yeah. it looks like he's uh, he's on his way out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, harking back again, there's the um, there's the purported casting of uh, Joaquin Phoenix as a yeah. standalone Joker, isn't it? You know, standalone Joker film, which thinking about it is is really good casting really really good whether I think or not you'd want to want to actually get involved with it um you know it's wait and see isn't it you know yeah i mean and on the total total flip side of that now um and my last bit of news is this the blair witch project is allegedly coming to television Lions, Lions Gate have uh, expressed a massive interest in because of course it's a Lions Gate property. Um, they're looking to expand into sort of you know the uh, into the digital forum and sort of you know TV with the success of Netflix and getting their online sort of product there. But um, they've they they're looking to make the Blair Witch Project one of their first uh, first outings for TV. No release date, nobody attached, but how that could work over, you know, would it work as like um, a sort of true detective style of just separate stories? Would it expand the universe for the Blair Witch? Who knows, but quite an interesting, uh, quite an interesting prospect coming to TV. Yeah, um, I'm a huge fan of the, the original Blair Witch, a huge fan, absolutely terrifying film. Um Never seen Book of Shadows because oh, again, oh, 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 oh. again, I thought, why? Um, rough, rough. It's got moments, but it's rough. I haven't seen the uh, remake either. I haven't seen the remake either. No, the the, the remake. Um, you know, have you heard that? It's you know, it's not it's not great. It's not bad. It's, you know, it's one of those middle of the road type things. But um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not a fan of these rehashing films that no you know, no re- remake remakes in general or re- or you know re- re- spinning the original idea and are a huge fan of anyway you know sometimes they work sometimes they don't um, yeah and sometimes you end up with the fog remake <laughs> uh, oh yeah yeah <laughs> why yeah. anyway why? speaking of um digital formats i segue seamlessly for the third oh, time in a row it's now. almost like we've actually sat down and thought about this if only that was true <laughs> <laughs> um uh netflix today releases uh duncan jones's moot um, and today, of course, is the 23rd of the second in the year of our Lord, 2018. Yes. Um, the 23rd starring, of Feb. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, starring Alexander Skarsgård, uh, Paul Rudd and Justin Throw. It's a good cast. Um, yeah, it's a good cast. Um, it's a neo-noir set oh. in the future, based in Berlin. Nice. Um I'm going to try and watch it later. Um, family permitting, bad language, <laughs> and no doubt nudity permitting also. Because you, know? um, you don't really don't want the kids walking in on stuff like that, you know what I mean? Anyway, so that's, out, that's out today. Uh, in, but in two weeks, um, or there, thereabouts in two weeks, 
uh, March 12th, actually, in the UK. I believe it's coming out on Netflix in America tomorrow, you Johnny so-and-sos. Um, yeah. Alex, Gar- Alex Garland's new film, uh, Annihilation, comes out with uh, Natalie Portman. Alex Garland, at least we forget. Uh, Alex Garland. Alex <laughs> Garland. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Alex Garland, at least we forget, uh, released the tremendous Ex Machina um, a couple yeah. of years back. Um, and wrote uh, 28 Days Later. Yes. Uh and he wrote The Beach also as well. Yeah, um, I mean, The Beach. Forget about the film. The, don't watch the film. the film. Stay away from the film. <laughs> yeah, I love Danny Boy, but The Beach is crap. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, that comes out in a couple of weeks, and that looks tremendously promising. It looks yeah. really, really I lo- good. I, I looked at the trailers, and it's on my watch. It's on It's on my list of uh, films to, to catch in 2018, so I'm really, really looking forward to it. Are you are you intending to catch Baby Driver in 2018 as well? I am. I will catch up on it at and, some point. And Blade Runner 2049 as no, well. <laughs> what you don't seem to understand is I've got, uh, you know, films like... Um, I've got Shokasugi's Pray for Death to still watch. Um, I've got The Boogeyman to watch. Um, I think I've actually got... What else is there? Hang on. Uh, I'm just looking over at my uh, list. Oddly enough, I still haven't watched Black Swan. I haven't seen Black Swan. I still got to catch I up with Black Swan. Black Swan. But yeah. I will, I will. By the time we speak next, sir, I will, I will have watched one of them. <laughs> what? One of what? Blade Runner what? or Baby Driver? <laughs> I will get to one Blade Runner or Baby Driver. I will get to one oh. of them. I right, will. Okay, cool. I promise you. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I think... anyway, I've got. I've got bed sheets to clean. Nice, and I've got Waitrose shopping to put away. So, uh, of course, <laughs> yeah, there are other alternatives to Waitrose out there. Um, so that, ladies and gentlemen, is the first segment of Shit the Bed. Thank you very much for listening, Mr. Winston. <laughs> I can see you wincing in the camera there. <laughs> we might have to rethink that name. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> We're still working on the format. Mr. Winston, as always, it's been emotional. Take care, my brother. I will speak to you soon. Take care, man. Okay, and up now we have got What the Wookiee Watched. And first, let's check out the trailer for The Belko Experiment. Belco is a non-profit organization that facilitates American companies in South America. All employees, lend me your full attention. Hey, it's Jesus. Your chance of survival increases by following my orders. Your task is simply this. Kill three of your co-workers, or we will kill six others. Hey, all the lines are dead. We need to evacuate the floor. Thank you, come on, it's a joke, man. Hey, listen up, everybody. Whoever's doing this, they're having a little fun at our expense. Stage one, commence. His head exploded from the inside. What? When we start working here, they put tracers in the back of our heads. You must not remove the tag from your body. Follow our directives, or we will detonate the explosive. Begin. 
I ain't melted at all. Do you know what kind of metal this is? I don't really know. We need to discuss all our options. We do not have the right to take innocent human lives. What are you doing? My wife and kids need me. Stage two, commence. We don't need no more weapons. We need to work together to get the hell out of here. Don't fucking move! In two minutes, we want 30 of you dead. If 30 of you are not dead, we will end 60 of your lives ourselves. Five, four, three, two, one. At the end of the day, people are out for themselves. Okay, so uh, The Belko Experiment from 2016. It was directed by Greg McLean. Uh, it was uh, written by James Gunn. It stars John Gallagher Jr., Tony Goldwyn, Adria Arjona. Um, I think, yeah, I think I got that about right. Uh, John C. McGinley and Melanie Diaz. It has Michael Rooker in a guest starring appearance. You've got Sean Gunn in there. You've got Brent Sexton, Josh Brenner, Owen Yeoman, uh, David Datamashalan, I think. I just absolutely butchered that name, so I do apologize to you. And we have got uh, Greg Henry as the voiceover. Um, I really, really enjoyed the Belco experiment. It's very dark, um, very, very cynical. Uh, it's very violent. Um, however, it does manage to keep things um, fairly entertaining without getting too heavy. Um, it is a really, really good film, and I'm surprised it wasn't more of a, more of a sleeper hit. Um, it's very, 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 very fast. Um, it doesn't sort of hang around... Um, lots of criticism about this film being generally unpleasant. However, once you've read the synopsis or you just listen to the trailer, you know what you're getting into. Um, this is very, very, very much a stab at sort of um, reality television and a corporate America. Um, it's got some great performances in it. I think um, John Gallagher Jr. is absolutely brilliant. Uh, I'm a big fan of John C. McGinley. Um, have been a big fan of his since uh, since first seeing him in Platoon. Um, loved him in Scrubs, um, and I think he's a really, really good character actor and very, very much underrated. Um, how would I score this one? I'd give this a seven point five. Um, it's well worth a look, um, and. Uh, I'll probably be revisiting it again at some time. It's a really, it's it's well worth it. It was it was a pleasant surprise when I watched it for a deeply unpleasant film, if that makes sense. <laughs> so that's a seven point five for the Belco experiment. Okay, up next we have got the Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Whoa, it's Denise, what's her face? She went to our high school. Now she's a stripper. Man. Is she been not impossible to break? You're pretty handy. I'm a scout. Like an actual scout? Yeah. Nice things. Thanks. 
You know tonight's the secret party, right? Everybody except the douchebags and the neckerchiefs will be going. This could be the night of our lives. Carter, the town's deserted. Dude, look. What? The bouncer, he's gone. We should sneak in. Dude, there's like nobody here. Don't worry, mommy, daddy's here. Dude, something's wrong with her. Look at her chest. No, that's makeup, dummy. It's a jungle thing. Oh my god! Wait, you're the stripper. Cocktail waitress. What is going on? You think everyone's eating each other? Like a. Any more questions? coming either but tonight we're gonna show what being a real scout's all about we're just gonna stand here and we're gonna go save the world that was a really good speech ben it's gonna lead to rogers he looks like crap he set him on fire <laughs> he tried to eat me all right scouts let's kick some zombie ass Apocalypse. Come on, we're scouts. We're trained for this. What is that? It's a bug. What are you, the Taliban? Carter, stop agitating them. I want a new profile pic. Okay, that was the trailer for the Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse from 2015. It was directed by Christopher Landon. Uh, it had a number of writers on it. It had Carrie Lee Wilson, Amy Mokazuki, uh, and Christopher Landon. It stars Ty Sheridan, Logan Miller, uh, Joey Morgan, and Sarah Dushman. Um, I really, really enjoyed this film. I thought it was silly. It was fun. It had some great gory moments in it. It didn't take itself too seriously at all. Um, and as my wife put it, it's better than some of the shit you make me watch. So uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, like I said, it, it has that great sort of combination of um, uh, sort of the feel of Return of the Living Dead uh, added in with a bit of Porky's and a bit of American Pie. Um, and, it, you know, the cast is very, very, very likable, you know. This is not going to be Night or Dawn of the Dead. You know, this isn't going to change how we look at the zombie genre. It is a lot of fun. It is very, very silly. Um, it moves at a incredible pace. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, it's about an hour and 30, 30 minutes, um, but it moves very, very quickly. It's lots of fun. Um, I think um, Ty Sheridan is absolutely fantastic in it. He's really, really good in it. Um, Logan Miller also. And, of course, Joey Morgan um, is is brilliant. I really, really enjoyed this film. I would give it a 7 out of 10. Um, and, if you you know, it's, it's the great sort of film to watch with people who don't particularly like horror films. Um, I really enjoyed it. So, like I said, 7 out of 10. 
Okay, up next we have got See No Evil 2. Let's check out the trailer. our quiet night what are you doing it's your birthday go out and, and celebrate no i'm more of a cake and cadavers kind of gal hey this is the psycho that did it jacob goodnight hello Surprise! happy birthday what exactly happened they just brought in the body they got the killer though right we got him on ice downstairs why'd you do it big boy huh Cold. Yeah. Hot. Take my hand. Don't let go. Guys, you down here? Jacob, 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 good night. No, Jacob, good night is dead. Jacob, good night. He's not dead. Oh my god. Oh, it's really bad. I need to find the others. We're gonna get out of here. You're not so tough. I'm not running anymore. We really pissed him off. Okay, that was the trailer for See No Evil 2 from 2014. And See No Evil 2 is very much a sequel in the vein of Halloween 2, where the action picks up straight after where the first one ends, which was, of course, See No Evil 1, and that was released in 2016. See No Evil 2 is directed by Jen and Sylvia Soska, the Soska twins. Uh, some of you may remember them from the game show Elevator, um, and of course they've directed several others. Um, it was written by Nathan Brooks and Bobby Lee Darby, and again reprising his role as Jacob Goodnight is Glenn, the big red machine Kane Jacobs of WWE fame. It stars Daniel Harris, Catherine Isabel, uh, Charlene Simmons, uh, Cage Eric Erickson, uh, Grayston Holt, uh, Lee Majub, Michael Eklund, and Reese Alexander, Kelly Ruth Mercier, uh, Lynn Collier, Nancy, basically a whole ha- host of people who are there to be hacked up. Um, See No Evil 2, like I said, is very much in the vein of Halloween 2. Um, you've got uh, Glenn Jacobs back as the, you know, the indestructible killing machine. It's slasher by the numbers. This evokes very much the 80s slasher genre. Um, it's set this time round in a uh, mortuary. It's, um, it is slasher by numbers. Don't expect to see anything that you didn't see in the first one, really. They've just replaced the big hotel uh, with a mortuary. Uh, Glenn Jacobs is the only... Uh, character returning from the original um this is how can i say in some ways there are some there are some really really good elements to it there's some stronger elements i like the look of uh kane in this one i think you know again he's probably the best 
gives one of the best performances in the film as the indestructible killing machine. He's menacing. He's, you know, but yet he brings a little bit of pathos to it. Um, this was shot in 15 days. It was shot very, very quickly. Um, and I think for a lot less money as well for the original. This um, has some very, very good kills. Uh, there's an excellent kill with their... Uh, Involving a sort of electric chest cutter. Um, I enjoyed this film. Um, I think it does suffer a little bit from sort of sequelitis. Um, and some of the cast don't give uh, Oscar winning performances, shall we say. But again, if you like your slasher movies, um, this is very, very much a by the numbers slasher. It, um, it does the job. It does what it says on the tin, really. Um, I don't think you'll be seeing a third one. However, I do think um, I do think Glenn Jacobs uh, has created um, a worthwhile monster in Jacob Goodnight. Is he going to be held up there in the pantheon of uh, Jason, of Michael Myers? No, I don't think so. But in um, an era where we are kind of kind of lacking a little bit in memorable monsters, I think. Uh, Jacob Goodnight is up there with them in recent memory anyway. Um, but I, how would I score Sino Evil 2? I think I would probably give it a 6 out of 10. And again, it kind of drags a little bit in certain parts. Um, but it's, you know, if you've got a bit of time to kill and you're looking for, a, you know, a quick, easy slasher to watch, Sino Evil 2 uh, pretty much ticks that box. So like I said, 6 out of 10. And that... Ladies and gentlemen, is that, as always, I want to thank my fantastic co-host, Mr. Leighton Winston, for being on. Um, always a blast. Um, and one of the things that I say on every episode is thank you to everybody who tweets, who goes on the Facebook page, who looks on, uh, you know, goes over to Instagram Honestly, guys, really, really appreciate it. And please, look, if you'd like us to cover a certain uh, film on what the work you watched or maybe for our main review, please drop me a line. I will do my best to get back to you as soon as I can. As always, we've got a couple of shout-outs. Um, and, and actually, we need to say goodbye to somebody. Um, Blake over at Spivey Point, he has left Twitter, ladies and gentlemen, but he assures me he is still listening. So if you're listening, Blake, I hope all is well. And like I said, drop me an email, pal. You got my address. Um, and again, I want to say a big hello to CJ over at VHS Revival. Get yourselves over to his blog. It is a fantastic blog. Um, Paul over at Schlock Horror. Brilliant, brilliant writing. Um, fair play to him. He is getting through the films over there. He's, you know, it's it, it's a really, really good blog. Um, a big shout out to Gidget and Angry Man over at uh, Retro Cinema. Fantastic podcast. Um, of course, I want to say a big shout out to my good friends over at Retro Movie Geek, to Peter, to Joel and to Daryl. Great show. The Heat episode, guys, is excellent. Get yourselves over there and listen to that. Uh, a big shout out to Dr. Shock, Mr. Dave Becker, Josh Legary and Jay of the Dead over at the Horror Movie Podcast. Fantastic, fantastic show. Get yourselves over there and listen to those guys. To uh, my good pals over at Cadavercast, 
guy of great, great father and son team. Um, Al does the, if you listen right to the end of the show, Al does the outro for us. <laughs> it, you know, it's a great show and they make a fantastic team. So big shout out to Cadavercast. Uh, of course, to my glamorously gothy gal pal, C.L. Raven. Now, they'll be appearing on the show at some point pretty soon. I think we're going to be doing a Tucker and Dale, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil episode. Also, uh, get yourselves over to Etsy. There is a very, very special store over there called Luna Blue Magical and Fay Gifts or Fay and Magical Gifts. That's the one. It's my wife's store. She honestly, I'm not just saying this because she's my wife and I'm contractually obliged, but her handcrafted items in there are absolutely fantastic. So if you're looking to get that special gift for someone or just to spoil yourselves, get yourself over to Luna Blue. Um, and you can follow her on Twitter at Luna Blue. It's honestly, please, guys, it's a fantastic store. Get yourselves over to that one. Okay. I'm tired. It's been a long day. And the dog is now behind me snoring. So if you hear him on the microphone, I do apologize. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, in the immortal words of Count Dracula, good night out there, whatever you are. This is Al from Cadavercast. You've been listening to the Undead Wookiee. The best.